Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. And welcome back in to another hour of Sports Daily, everybody. Dan Israel, executive producer, uh, producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, does indeed join us now on that IHOP hotline. How about a new Nashville hot chicken and waffles, golden brown Belgian waffle topped with four crispy chicken strips tossed in a spicy Nashville hot sauce. Uh, We appreciate the IHOP hotline. We appreciate Dan for spending a little bit of time with us. Dan, uh, that was, let's look back before we look forward. I got to, my, my number one takeaway in that game was how dominating the Chiefs O-line was. Mahomes could do whatever he wanted back there. Yeah, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? When they, when he's got the time to survey his vision improves, and he makes really good decisions, and he ends up looking like that, throwing for 450-something yards. Dan, what do you take away from the production uh, and the connection that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey had on Sunday? I mean, we talked about it yesterday on the program about how it just seemed like the Chargers were either unwilling or unable to adjust uh, to to Travis Kelsey. And, and I, I don't know if it was the zone they were playing or, or exactly what it came down to, but I mean, Kelsey feasted Mahomes just carved them up. What do you take away from that? You know, a couple of things. I, I think first of all, uh, we always tend to think of defensive players as trying to get a read on what an offensive player is going to do, right? Is he lined up you know, is his, are his shoulders slightly tilted? That means he's going to run in. What are the tendencies of the guy that I have to cover? What, is, what can I get pre-snap read? Defenses work really hard on that. Well, you know what? It's offenses, too. And I really think Travis Kelsey knows something about these chargers. I, I just feel like he – I can't explain it any other way. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, much like the uh, the do-it-kels, do-it-kels from the – from the Bills' playoff game, he recognizes things. He reads defenses so well to begin with, and then he recognizes player tendencies. And so I think he just he's able to find open space because of that. And I don't think he's talking about it because he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want the players to change anything. You know, as long as you can kind of think it's just me, it's just what I do, it's Andy Reid, 
that's hard to defend. Whereas if I know I'm making a mistake that's causing this, then I can correct that. So uh, that's my take on it because it's so good. He is so good against the Chargers. And that Chargers defense is for real. Uh, you know, I, I, it's unbelievable. You mentioned the offensive line, and you're talking about between Khalil Mack and, and Bosa, those two alone are game-changing wrecking machine. And how our offensive line, you know, is able to, to fend them off and give Mahomes time, I don't know. But when it comes to time, if you give Kelsey and, and Mahomes time, they're going to beat you each and every play, in my opinion. And when you give them a zone like that, isn't yeah. Brandon Staley supposed to be this defensive guru? Like I, I watch that, and I just can't. I cannot. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, of course, Chiefs. Yeah, of course, they're going to throw to Mahomes 13 times. I mean, to Kelsey 13 times. Yeah, there, there is something I, I, I don't think. I think they, you know. Well, look, I, I can't, I can't begin to speak for Staley because he does some things as a coach that I, I haven't been able to understand. And he seems to be so incredibly stubborn with those ideas that he'll go down with the ship and has several times. So I was somewhat impressed when he didn't go for it in fourth down there late in the game. Uh, kind of showed me that maybe he is, you know, starting to weaken there or at least starting to see daylight. But I, I also think he's stubborn with his defenses. And, you know, I, I would have adjusted. I would have tried to adjust look, a guy's beating you, he's beating you, he's beating you. You have to change. To continue to play him the same way all four quarters, what were you expecting? Were you expecting to tire out? Those guys get – the more success they have, the more energy they obtain. So I really don't understand why they don't adjust faster. But it, it, it's, not a, it's not just a problem with the Chargers. We see this in multiple <laughs> – we've even been – we've even been, you know – subject to it at times right where we we just stick with the plan there's a fine balance i get it you can't abandon your plan in the first quarter but at some point midway through the third quarter and things aren't going your way or they haven't changed you got to kind of you got to get more aggressive or less aggressive or change what you're doing to try to change the outcome and i just didn't feel they did that and travis kelsey took advantage of it dan israel executive producer chiefs radio network on the ihop hotline uh dan uh a question from one of our viewers watching on YouTube right now. Jason asks, uh, was the lack of a running game against the Chargers problematic long-term, or was that just based on scheme? Uh, he was hoping for more production from the running backs. What do you think about that? I, I, It seemed like it was just a game plan thing, but the running game has slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I do think it was a game plan. Uh, I think they thought it would be very difficult to run against that the Chargers defensive line. Uh, they had a little bit of uh, a little lack of success in the beginning. It probably didn't encourage them to continue to run, but you started to see as the as it became more and more important later in the game to try to burn the clock. They did kind of move to the running game, and they eventually kind of got it going. So I'm not so sure I'd be worried yet. But I think I said that to you guys a couple of weeks ago about the wide receiver room, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's getting pretty deep in here. Dan, there's one team in the NFL that has not allowed more than 21 points in any of their games played, and that's Kansas City. The defense has uh, quietly, and I think a little bit under the radar, become one of the best defensive units in the NFL. Five sacks on Sunday against the Chargers. Uh, at this point, I mean, where do you where do you place the Chiefs' defense? I mean, do you think that they are in the mix for maybe the best defense in the NFL right now? Boy, it sure feels like it. I mean, you know, it, it's 
I get to see the Chiefs play every week and, and certainly can't watch every game in the NFL every week like I do the Chiefs. But when I look at the way the Chiefs are playing and the way they're playing defense in particular, and I think back to how tough it gets late in the postseason, games just – I mean, teams are just completely different. When you play a team in the AFC Championship, you're not going to face a team like that maybe more than once or twice a year. And, and for the Chiefs, because we've finished on top so many times, I think we're, we probably do that more than other teams do. So I think it's interesting about the Chiefs' defense – one of the things, you know, you can get statistically to number one in a, in a variety of categories, correct? But the Chiefs are doing a very balanced kind of approach to the way they're playing defense. It's not all spying. It's not all blitzing. It's not all rushing the passer. It's very balanced. And, and I feel like the depth that they have allows them to go late in games and still play strong. It seems like they kind of – play rope-a-dope in the first half, doesn't it, where they just kind of watch, they sit back, they bend, they don't break, and then they just crush you in the second half. They Chargers went 19 minutes without a first down, not without a score. They went 19 game minutes, consecutive game minutes, without a first down. That, to me, is a, an absolutely just uh, championship-caliber defense. And if they can continue to play – good teams, because I consider the Chargers a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're the Bills. I don't think the Bills are the Bills right now. But I feel like they can play. You can bring your Justin Jeffersons. You can bring your yeah, Keenan Allens. You can bring your your Mosert's, Mosterts, and, and you can bring your, you know, Eckleys and all this, and they can they can defend all of it. They don't have to, like, choose, oh, we're really good against the run, so – but, you know, please don't, please don't have an arm on your quarterback because if he can throw over us, he can beat us. And they're not the opposite. It's not all coverage. You know, it's not all the secondary buying time up front. I just feel like they're so complete. And, guys, I got to tell you, getting a Minahu back uh, or getting him out on the field, I guess I should say, you know, for, for the regular season for the first time, you got to see this guy, that's him after not being involved in four games. Or, or whatever, six-game suspension. That's him not in football shape. That's him without his rhythm. <laughs> What's he going to be like when he gets on a roll, man? I, just, I think it's going to be a, an incredibly uh, fun defense to watch. And I, I know fans don't like it as much as maybe offense, but look at this defense. I do believe they're top two, three. I, I think Chiefs fans like it. Nick Bolton's out, though, Dan, and that's going to be a fact. I know Tranquil's been good, but, man, when they've had – you know, those two out there together, it has been a little different. That that Bolton loss is going to be, and I know he's been hurt already this year, but he's been really good this year, and that's going to sting a little bit. It does, and I think, you know, the, the thing about Bolton, if you've been around, look, Drew's no, uh, Drew's, I think, got maybe 3% body fat. He is a very fit individual, but he's also not quite the size of Nick. Nick is a little bit more uh, like an oak tree trunk. You know, he just is – I just don't think you can run through Nick Bolton. And, and while I, I'm really happy with the job that Tranquil's been doing, I don't think you can lose any kind of Pro Bowl caliber talent and not miss it to some degree, right? Now, whether that makes them susceptible to the run because Bolton's not out there, I don't think it's going to be that 
that large a difference. It's, it's not going to change or alter the personality of the defense. But I don't think you can miss a. I don't think you could not miss a guy like Nick Bolton. He brings energy to the team. He is the quarterback, which uh, you know Tranquil's been holding the green dot fairly well. But there's a lot to Nick Bolton, and you know there was a reason that he rose so quickly. Uh, there is a there are game changing moments we can all recall with Nick Bolton, and, and not having him on the field is definitely, you know, not what Chiefs fans want. But you want him to get whole. I was disappointed it was going to be surgery because I kind of thought like with a the dislocation they could just wrap it up, kind of club his arm, you know, and he'd be fine. But you know, with the surgery, it's obviously a, a more intense injury and. And so, yeah, six weeks to two months, uh, it's going to be tough. What was your takeaway on the first game back for McCole Hardman? I know that he was used pretty extensively in, in special teams and obviously had that uh, great punt return late in the game. Do you anticipate that, you know, the, the longer that he's back with the team, the more we'll see him having more offensive snaps, really being more involved in the passing game? What was your overall takeaway from his first game back? Yeah, I think so. I think you will see more. Uh, I was, I will say, pleasantly surprised. At first, I didn't think they were, you know, they put him on, expected him to do returning, and then he just kept fair catching, fair catching. At one point in the game, I think we got into a break, and I asked Danon Hughes, who played special teams for the Chiefs for six years, I said, Danon, you know, why is he just fair catching everything? Is Are none of these returnable? And he said, no, they're not. And so I thought, okay, all right, well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because uh, Dana obviously played. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, a radio guy, so you know, I'm going to defer to him. And then the next play, the very next punt, he has that incredible run back and it just kind of sparked everybody into, uh, you know, let's go, let's go. And I, 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 there were flashes of 2018 in there, or uh, of, of you know, of previous years in there. And so I feel like having that speed, and I think. Tobe said it first, you know, he, he arrived back in Kansas city last Thursday and he immediately made the team faster. He's the fastest guy on the team, but he got here on Thursday. How much can you do with a guy with a day and a half? You know, I, I just, I realize it's, he, he's going to understand the vernacular of plays, you know, how the, the plays are called, how they're labeled and things like that, because he played in this offense so much, but the plays are different. Like, it takes us a while at camp to kind of relearn, okay, here's what they're doing now. This is the kind of the – they've altered this play, and it's become that. He's been immersed in the Jets' offense for the past six months. So I felt like he did an incredible job of even being productive out there. I was pleasantly surprised. All right, Dan, uh, we've delayed it as long as we could looking ahead to the Broncos. I know they won against the Packers. I don't, I don't see that path for them. I, it's it's strange because they have been bad, but they do have talented players. We saw last week in the NFL how easy it is for things to go upside down on people. But when you get into this one and just like the way that the Chiefs have dominated this series for for a long time now, does that make the chance for a letdown for the Chiefs lessen? Do you think like it just doesn't feel like that's going to be the time the Chiefs are caught off guard. Well, you know, the, the probabilities and statistics guy in me says at some point you flip a coin, it can't keep landing heads, right? You know what I mean? Right. Just, there has to be something eventually that 
we're going to slip and fall on this, uh, but it, it's hard to imagine because I, I just don't feel like – let's set the premise, of course, of the NFL. The parity in the NFL is incredible. And so you have the margin between a bad team and a good team is very narrow. The, the, the thing I would say about that is when you separate the top five teams from the bottom five teams, or even if you want to say top three teams from the bottom three teams – that margin is a little more significant. I think you're dealing with the spectrum here, and I don't feel like Denver is, while they can win a game, I don't think they can win a game against the Chiefs. I just feel like I know it's close, and I know we make it seem like that, but the eye test, they don't look to be, they don't look to have the same substance that we do. With all of that said, they are very, you know, players are so proud. And you saw their defense come alive, man. And if they play really, really good, if the Broncos, I'm speaking of, play really, really good defense, uh, it will make it harder to continue this streak, especially in Denver, Colorado. However, having said that, with the defense the way we're playing, I just feel like the Chiefs' defense, if Russell Wilson can move the ball down on the Chiefs' defense, they've figured something out because nobody else has been able to do it like that. And so don't expect Russell Wilson to come out and score more than 21 when they're only giving up an average of 16, right? So I feel like it would be very difficult for the Broncos to upset the Chiefs, and it would be an upset. But sooner or later, that we, as fans, we have to accept sooner or later this streak is going to end. I mean, we are 39-5 uh, and five in our division since 2016. I can count on one hand – the number of losses in our division since 2016. That's a stunning statistic to me. We are living in like unprecedented special times. Where's the glass slipper, man? It's got to fit at this point. <laughs> so I wonder, Dan, you know, obviously these two teams just matched up uh, just not that long ago, right? And so when you've got a situation where it's basically just one game week between two matchups between divisional opponents, how much can the Chiefs take away from what happened in Arrowhead two weeks ago against the Broncos, knowing that they're going to be facing them again just you know a couple of short weeks later? Yeah, it's you know it's it's interesting the schematic of a or the recipe for the schematic of a football plan, a game plan. Let's say you take in the off season, coach works on teams that are in our division. And he says, okay, I know this guy. I know that guy. I know his tendencies. I know this guy's tendencies. But he doesn't know the scheme that the team is going to play in. So there's very much a uh, – and I think this is true with most, if not all, teams. There's very much a what are they doing right now philosophy. What have they done the last three games? I know. I think most coaches go back three or four games. I tried to do that. It's too time-consuming for me as a broadcaster, but I do feel like the, the, the most recent games tell you more than maybe what they were doing in the off season or specifically my, maybe what they look like on paper. I mean, they anoint the chargers and, and Cowboys every year in the Super Bowl on paper and, and maybe on paper, it should happen, but we don't play them on paper. So I feel like when they put the game plan together, the fact they know the Broncos so well, they're going to exploit tendencies, and they're going to have a game plan in the offseason where they say, okay, when they come to Arrowhead, we're going to apply pressure here. When we go to, to Denver, we're going to apply pressure there. Those are the general concepts they might come up with in the offseason. But during this week, the week prior to playing them, they will merge 
those into what they've seen from the tendencies of not only the last couple of games they've played. They'll take a look at maybe the, the you know, big losses, and they'll take a look at big wins to see how did Denver win? How did they lose? And so they'll apply those with their kind of their precepts from the off season, and they'll merge all of that together. That goes on Sunday, end of Sunday after the game, Monday, and then Tuesday they start they basically start dealing the cards out to the players to kind of immerse them in what's going to happen. And then practice uh, Wednesday is about executing, right? You know, I mean, once you come up with a game plan, you got to get it you got to get it out through a player. So that that becomes a whole different coaching subset. And how do the coaches now on Denver's side deal with trying to guess whether Taylor Swift will be at the game? Because clearly Travis Kelsey's <laughs> unstoppable when she is. I, 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 I was in a press conference last week when Coach Reed said she can hang around all she wants. I thought my jaw was going to drop. I also looked at the head of our team security who did not agree with that statement whatsoever. Yeah, the, you know, I, I do feel like one of the things for Denver at this point has got to be all right, we've tried this, we've tried that. What now? You know? Yeah. Uh, I, maybe they should appeal to maybe they should appeal to Taylor. I don't know. I got to ask you, there, Dan, really if she's quick. She's there. Eighty-seven's going wild. I'm just gonna yeah. Say it. Really quick, I know that you <laughs> yeah. guys have had you know dignitaries like Mike Tarico, and last week you had Jim Nance on the pregame show. When are you getting Taylor on the show? Yeah. I told my I told my assistant producer. I said, "You really want to you want a Hall of Fame get? Go get me Taylor." And he goes, what are you going to talk to her about? And I said, I don't know. You get me, Taylor. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, uh, yeah wasn't Jim Nance great? Jim Nance, so oh, gracious awesome. with his time. He sat with us. I didn't think we were going to get through. We had to actually scratch his segment to make room because I figured we'd have four or five minutes with him. He, he was just like we were sitting out on the back porch of a patio somewhere smoking a cigar and drinking wine. He, I, mean, he, I think he would have hung around to the kickoff if, if we could have all done that, but uh, what a great guy he is. It was really nice for him. Kevin Harlan is going to join us this week, hopefully in Denver. So that'll be fun too. It's always good to see Kevin. Yeah. And he's, he's got, he's got uh, such a good grasp of all of it. I love Kevin Harlan too. And Jim Nance is a legend. Uh, so that's, that gives us the tease right there of what you guys are going to have on this week, Dan, maybe Harlan. And you know, these games can get wacky. They can get wacky yep. out there in the NFL. You're absolutely right. I think the, the one thing you can rest assured for with these games is buckle up because you really don't – it's going to take all four quarters. The Chiefs haven't started fast yet this year, I think, maybe except the maybe it was the Bears or somebody. But uh, it, it's going to take all four quarters here to win this. But the Chiefs should win this. And so I expect them to, to, to be prepared for the Denver Broncos, and it should be a, at least a very interesting, entertaining game, if nothing else. Yeah, I agree. All right, Dan, you guys will have the call. The game starts. It's the after late afternoon window again. Uh, so we'll look for all our pregame coverage over on KNSS on the Chiefs Radio Network. Have a good call. Safe travels. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great week. Go Chiefs. There goes Dan Ezreal, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. Always appreciate those visits. And, yeah, you get Taylor Swift on a Chiefs pregame, and you've set your career. Uh, we'll just <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, all right, let's Let's give away some HTO on the way out here, Tommy. We'll do some iced tea, which is available for you. 25 flavors, including the fall uh, offerings, apple pie, 
and Peach Cobbler. You can get those at Wichita East, Wichita West, or in Derby. And we'll give away also a brew house offering, which is all the great coffee, the iced coffees that people are going nuts for. Those are available at Wichita's East location and also in Derby. Uh, second caller during the break will get a pair of those, one of each, iced tea and brew house. We'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this. 869-1240. Good luck. Start of the NBA season tonight. Coming. Welcome back to Sports Daily. Jake Paul, Brian, Tommy Caster. Uh, you got the start of the NBA season. No football, but you've also got an NLCS Game 7. Looking for more daily baseball coverage on the Odyssey app. Check out John Boy Media's Baseball Today. The hottest topics in baseball Monday through Friday. Uh, so, a lot going on. No football today. Congratulations, by the way, to Steve for winning some HTO uh, iced tea and brew house coffee. Tommy, what do you think of this weather? We got some good rain outside. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's nice. It's good to have that for once, and it seems like months and months and months. Um, I, I know you're dealing with this. I'm dealing with it, too. It's like the whiplash and the weather. Like, my allergies are going crazy. I'm, like, coughing and sneezing actually, and, and all of that. I, I get bad allergies here, but they're not as bad in the fall as they are in the springtime, and I, I, I'm doing all right with that. You, The listeners may or may not be able to tell there are times that just happened to me where I, I catch. like I, I feel like I might have pneumonia right now. Like I cannot. Oh, okay. I feel fine and great, but I cannot. Like every time I take a deep breath, uh, it, it like catches and makes me want to cough. And I'm going to tell you as somebody who does this for a living – Taking deep breaths is a big part of what I do, yeah. and it catches me, and I just, I'm like, gosh, dang it, have get you, out of here. And this, you know, may be too personal of a question. Have you had COVID? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. So the, I, I had it when it wasn't cool to get it the first time, yeah. right? Like when yeah. everything was dying off and everybody was fine, I got it then and, yeah. and didn't yeah. really know I had it. And then, uh, and then this same thing happened for it felt like six or eight weeks. So yeah. I'm guessing that – Yes, I have, and this is that again. Uh, so that's probably what it is, and and you know, hopefully everybody's able to stay healthy out there. But yeah, I, yeah. I I'm guessing that's what I'm dealing with here. Yeah, I had it, I got it, um, and but ever since that time, anytime I just get a cold now, the cough lasts forever. Like I just and yeah. I can't kick it. It's like weeks and weeks and weeks. And you know, my wife will be like, "Man, you've been coughing for weeks." I'm like, "I know," and I never used to do that. Then I got COVID, and now every time I get a cold, I'm just coughing like crazy. Does your wife get really annoyed with you when you cough? Because I yes, I, I, that I, I get like it's like I'm being lectured for coughing, and I'm like, you think I like doing yeah. this? Like you think this is you. fun for me? So this <laughs> this might actually paint my wife in a bad light, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. So when I had COVID, uh, it I I brought it home. Like I was the first one in the household to get it, and our now two and a half year old was like, I don't know, seven months old or eight months old. So I had to quarantine in the basement and my wife was mad at me for bringing it home and her words to me. So keep in mind, I'm running like a 103 degree fever. I've got the body aches and the chills. I'm miserable. And I'm, I'm headed down to the basement to quarantine and get away from them. My wife looked at me and she goes, enjoy your vacation. (laughs) 
I'm like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Yeah. I This is the worst I've felt in years. This is not a vacation. But, of course, I'm leaving her with our baby, you know, to yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of by, by herself. So anyway, That's not just a your stuff. wife thing. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's just a general Enjoy your vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know exactly how that goes. So uh, this is not really related. So I, we, all this came up because of the weather and because I keep... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You'll keep not catching my breath. Um, I went for a walk this way. I was like, oh, it's drizzling. I'm going to get out and walk before the rain. I, I like to walk, you know, between kids getting on the bus and the radio. I try to, like, just, it's, again, it's like the only kind of exercise of any kind. Again, it's not even that real of exercise. It's just nice. So I'm walking today on the same path I always go, and I feel something on my neck, and I grab at it, like like it, you know, like it would be a bug, and I I grab and kind of flick it, and I look, and it's this massive spider. Oh God! So like I, I joked on social media that I was a long way from home without a clean pair of underwear. Like when I saw that, that like it was a big old spider. I think it was a wolf spider. And I'm not I'm not scared of spiders. I don't like spiders, but they're not I'm not scared of them. And I'm telling you, like are they falling out of the sky now? Like what what is that? Like how does that happen? I got in my car a couple of weeks ago coming home from the airport, same thing. All of a sudden, I get in the car, start it, spider on my neck. And I'm like, "What? Like what is happening here?" Like I again, I'm not scared of spiders, but there's a line here that we're going to draw on what's acceptable social behavior for those nasty things and what's not. And that's not okay. Like, can we stop appearing out of nowhere and getting on my neck? Did you read the stat that one time? I know it was like in vogue for a while. Like everybody oh, was yeah. sharing it on social media. The number of spiders you eat every every year, like in your sleep. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know about that. Like, I don't care. And again, like I understand the dynamics of size. Like, Okay, so my wife, like if when we like if she sees a spider, she might burn the house down. Like that, what what has happened to me now twice in a couple of weeks would have been the death of my wife. She would not be alive. She would have had a heart attack. Or 
as she joked this morning, when I, of course, get a super close-up picture of this spider just to mess with her and tell her the story, she was like, oh, you would have been embarrassed. I would have been running home naked. Like, all my clothes gone. <laughs> like, nope, not going to do that. Because I'm sure that spider had, like, lived in the little jacket I was wearing and just sure. came out or whatever. Uh, but, like, so I don't have that sort of fear from spiders. Like, when we first start dating and I go over to her apartment and I'm like, where are you? And she's on top of her couch with a can of, you know, like bug spray that shoots like lasers, just like with it, like on standby, like watching. She's like, I, I can't talk to you. I can't, I need you to come kill this spider. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I, I can't look at you. I've got to see, I, I don't want it to like get out of my sight. I got to know where it is all the time. And like, like a flamethrower that she was going to kill this spider with. And of course you walk over and you're like, all right, you just, you know, you, you step on it. But I can't have them like falling out of the sky onto me. Like that, I'm not okay with. Like, can we can we come up with our acceptable? Like, I, I get it. Spiders. I I love garden spiders. I hate mosquitoes more than I hate spiders. And like, I I, I appreciate what some spiders do, not what others do. Like the recluses and all that stuff. But for spiders, that you know, like you're gonna eat bugs. Like, okay, we we can have some sort of agreement here where you can do your thing and eat the other bugs, and kind of stay in your own space. If we don't know about you, if we can't see you, you're not hurting anything. But what I can't have you do is falling out of the sky onto me when I'm walking around. Like, that, I can't have that. And if we're going to make that a part of spider behavior, then I am going to go nuclear on spiders and just, like, get, like kill them all. Like, we're, we're not going to do that. We have to draw lines in this society. We're trying to live in a society here. Isn't that what Costanza said? Like, we have rules on this kind of stuff. That was not okay. I don't have any issue with spiders or, or bugs. Like, they don't bother me. Um, I can do snakes. Like, that doesn't bother me Ooh, at all. No, absolutely Like, not. I, I can handle all of that. I will tell you the one thing that will get me up on a table is a mouse. Mal mice, what? rats. Oh, my a God. A mouse? Like, be I mean, because they're vermin, they're disease riddled vermin that like if there's a rat that runs by, like I saw a mouse yeah, one time in my apartment. Mice are cute though. No, they're not. I mean, they will gnaw your face off. No, they I will won't. be, I'm going to jump up at, on the, the tallest thing I possibly can. I might squeal like a little girl. There was one wow. time in, in my, my, my very first house I bought, there was a wood pile. Uh, that I needed to get rid of before I sold the house and moved away. And so moving the, the wood and all of that, and there's a nest of, of baby mice, and they, they ran out from underneath the wood pile across my feet. And I was, I literally, I was gagging. I was in the corner of the yard gagging. I, can, I cannot, I can't, mouse. I can't do furry mice are, vermin. Really? No. Mice are, man, nope. they're cute. Like they're, they're no, fun. They're they make good pets. And, like I, no, they, I, don't. they don't even like rats don't rats are kind of gross looking, but rats are also kind of cool and really smart. And like when we were in New York City last summer and I was with my wife who had never been there Ugh. and it was like late night after the bars walking home. Kind of, I was like, hey, look at all these rats like they're just right because we don't really have rats. Right. We have mice. Yeah. Mice don't bother me at all. Like at all. Like I, I mean, they're annoying. I don't want their poop everywhere. I don't want them in my house, but they're cute. Like they're not, you know. I, I so so I grew up in the country. I, I call it the farm. We didn't farm. We ran cattle, and we had like grain elevators. And you want to see some mice, Tommy? This would have been your worst nightmare then. Like we would set up mice traps, and there'd be forty, fifty mice in there. Oh, so that also is the land of rattlesnakes. And you said you don't mind snakes. There is like for me, and and I'm like 
like with spiders and my, like, you know, circle of life. Like I don't have – snakes yeah. can all die. Like they can all just die. They, they, we don't need them. That we'll be just fine without them. You know, like snakes and mosquitoes. Like no, no thank you. Uh, rattlesnakes. I grew up – you had to look under everything. There's a reason you wear cowboy boots, right? Rattlesnakes were everywhere, and I hate them. And one of my kids who's the instigator knows it, and she likes to mess with me with snakes. And so, like, for me, if I see a snake, maybe not a garden snake, but most of the time, and I'm sorry, animal lovers, like, you can get mad at me all you want, but I literally grew up with survival of the fittest. Like, it was the rattlesnake or it was me. And so if I see a snake, I immediately want to kill it and chop its head off. And it, like, like... Like blood boils and it's like wartime, right? Like it's like, all right, we're we're gonna kill this snake. Like this snake is gonna yeah. die. I'm not saying I like snakes. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with killing them. Like I'm not gonna like squeal and run away. Like oh, I'll right, grab yeah. a shovel, I'll chop its head off. Like I don't have an issue yeah. with it. I don't have a problem with like stepping on. I mean, spiders. I'm going to war with a snake. The, this might <laughs> this might actually be a little bit too graphic, uh, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Uh, so when I was a teenager. We, my family, we built a a new house out in the country. And so there was a basement. Of course, you're going to probably be dealing with mice out in the country in a new house. And so we set up a bunch of like the glue traps, right? For the mice. And I remember, I like distinctly remember coming home. My, my bedroom was in the basement and I remember coming home one day and there was a, a mouse that had chewed its legs off and was scooting on the, and I just, it was like a horror movie. And I think about that all the time. Like when I see a mouse girl, I, I think of that one mouse that had, had chewed its legs off and was scooting along the carpet in our in our basement. And I, I can't I can't do it. Hey, I cannot do no, mice. Hey, Tommy. I'm good with mice. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. I just got to say this, Tommy, uh, since they're basically mice, but just with wings. What about bats? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like that's how people, I mean, people get bit and that's how they become like vampires. Exactly. I can't do it. I, I, uh, we had bats in our dorm room in college on the balcony. Uh, and I had, you know, I had a roommate that would go out there and smoke all the time. And like, so it would be this game of like, are you going to get swooped on by bats tonight? Like, it was like, that was, that was intense. I'm not afraid of bats because I don't really see them. But yeah, I mean, mice, I got, I got no problem with my, I don't want them because they can be a nuisance. But, they're, you know, they're kind of cute little furry things. Like they've, like I've never, kids, I've they never, will never understood that. We will not be a family that has gerbils or hamsters or ferrets or what about like guinea a, pigs a baby or bunny? Like, I mean, that's different. That's not a. That's not it's vermin. Not that like, that's not. Yeah, a bunny is significant. Kind of I mean, a bunny and a, a gerbil. I mean, like a bunny and a gerbil. Those two things are completely different. Completely huh. different. Like I would do. I mean. I, I'm more okay with a bunny. Like, they're sweet and cute and whatever than cute. I am with, like, a disease-ridden Are you okay with, like a, like, a duck? Like, are you good with, you know? Sure. I'm just trying to, like, make my way yeah, down okay the list of adorable right things that. that exist in nature. I come I'm, from the place. Like, you're afraid of, like, Tommy, I grew up when rattlesnakes and tarantulas. Have you ever seen, like, the migration of a sure. tarantula? Yeah. Where they all just, like, run across the road? It's terrifying. Uh, and, and, and scorpions, like, can we talk about scorpions? Like, why are those a thing? Why is a scorpion under, like, a thing? Like what, what purpose is a scorpion serving you? I, I know you grew up in a different world. I mean, the Texas panhandle, like it's desolate and you've got scorpions and tarantulas you've got the survivors, and, and, like, and you don't want a yeah, piece of those survivors, right? Armadillos and 
I mean, you like it's they're crazy out there. Have you seen? Have you ever? This is a total. You know, bear with us. Have you ever seen? I want you to look up Tommy and and do a Google search right now of a vinegaroon, spelled just like you'd think. Vinegar O O N. Look that up right now. This is a thing too. Oh, dear and, God, no. Yeah. Like, wow. They, so I, I like we we would get our old TV station was out Wait, in it, the it sprays acid? Dude, I'm telling what? you. So we we had our station then was in the country. So like imagine like you gotta imagine so when I say like scorpions and rattlesnakes, it's it's like a desert landscape is where we were. So our old station was out in the middle of nowhere. And when I worked the morning shift, you'd come in and there would be some critters out there, right? Because they hadn't all gone into hiding for the day. And I, there was a time when I came in and I saw one of these things. And again, I'm not like I'm usually kind of okay with bugs. Oh, the other thing we have a lot of a centipedes, like another really disgusting mm. thing. But this vinegar rune, like look that up, folks. Like j- check it out, spell it just like that. I, stuff of nightmares. I don't even know what it is. It's got like a, it's got like a stinger looking thing and pinchers, and it's yeah, it sprays acid. Why do people live has- there? I don't understand. Like you've got all these different things that are like terrifying and will kill you. I, it sounds like you're basic. You basically grew up in like the outback. Yeah, we did. I, I mean, you, rattlesnakes. We you you we have to teach our kids about them. Like we, had, I had to learn. Like if you lift something up out there, there is a better than fifty for fifty percent chance that there's a rattlesnake under there. I'll leave you with this. So we had like a we we bought some land next to ours, and it had like a like a like a trash pile, like a place where you could put trash. And, and we kept, we had like an abnormal amount of rattlesnakes that year. And I'm not kidding, underneath that, under some ground, lifted like a big rock or something, there was a rattlesnake den. Do you know Whoa. that scene out of Indiana Jones where he, uh-huh. like, there's that pit? That's what it looked like in there. And like, I, I was like, I don't know, a middle school, and I go get my 410 shotgun and I just start firing like down in that hole. And of course, it doesn't do anything nightmare stuff i hate snakes hate them don't like those vinegaroons either check those out let us know what you think on the video stream uh you can check that out and leave your comments facebook youtube twitch that was a total curveball uh that came and started with flying spiders apparently that like to land on my head we'll come back more sports daily right after this Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you on this rainy Tuesday. Uh, it is it is nice to see it out there. It's raining pretty good right now. And, uh, yeah, we need it. We need it badly. Need it badly. Um, Mike says that uh, we got to leave. Man, we got to leave things to their own accords. Uh, meaning to lie. I, I, Mike. I love you, and I agree with you to some degree. What's the point of a mosquito? Like, I mean, you know, like, it's a mosquito. I, I get snakes. I don't like them, but I get them. They help Tommy with his mouse problem. But, <laughs> like, what's the point of a mosquito? 
right? Like they, they, they we we could do okay without mosquitoes. Guys, I guess something eat something needs to eat a mosquito. I po- I suppose. Guys, I got to say that entire last segment had me thinking about the movie The Replacements, where they were talking about fears in the uh, <laughs> locker room. They kept talking about you know what fears, yeah. how do you overcome them? And instead of talking about football, they yeah, I, I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes. <laughs> what What's yours, Jad? Like, what's the un, what's the unreasonable thing that you're afraid of? Uh, cr- crowds. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not, people. I'm, yeah, huh, humans. Just people. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. I kind of if if there's a an enclosed space with a lot of people, that yeah, that does sort of get me. However, I got to say this. I also seek that out a lot because I'm an adrenaline yeah. junkie, and so I like being afraid. It gets your juices. Yeah, I know. I gotcha. That's interesting. Uh, do you have the same affliction that? And, and I thought this was just me, but I'm learning it's it's most guys my age, which makes me feel better. When you get into that setting and you can't hear a thing, like you can hear it, but you can't decipher it. Like if I get into those and you're talking to me, like if you come up and talk to me, please forgive me if I don't have a clue what you're saying. Because when I get into those spaces, like I can't decipher noise one from the other. It's just all noise to me. No, that doesn't happen to me. But well, that's I have a hard good. time. <laughs> with uh with small talk and not that i'm bad at it um i just have to work at it and so i've got like my same i don't know four or five go-to <laughs> phrases and usually it's the same ones to kind of end the conversation and move on hey so fella if I, if I talk to any of you you know if you ever come up and talk to me like i'll be very cordial we'll have a good conversation but i'll probably at some point say well you know it was good seeing you you know and i might say it like four or five times and i'm 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 trying to move on and it's no offense it's just you know small talk the crowds don't get me but the small talk i really have to work at yeah no neither of those bother me i love small talk i love uh if i'm if i go in and and like work in the store uh, for my wife and i'm up at the front just talking to people like i i would love to be and and maybe this is 100 100 percent of the opposite of what you just said like i would love when i retire to be a daytime bartender uh, like it like lunch hour bartender somewhere where you've got regulars and people just come by and you can just chat it up like i like airport bartender would even be fun during the day like I whatever it is say i thought you were gonna say walmart greeter um because that's kind of along the no. same lines Although, well, yeah, I mean, I guess what you got to hit a next like evolution of retirement yep. to get up there. But yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be so bad. I get it. We'll just, you know, we we've, we've all got it, uh, Chad. That that's interesting because I know you like to go to events. I, I never would have guessed that. Um, all right, eight six nine twelve forty. We'll come back. We'll tell you what's on tap today as we've uh, we've had a little fun. What what are you guys afraid of? Uh, what's unreasonable? Tommy's is mice, which is hilarious to me. Um, it's like the, what is it, the, the elephants that are afraid of mice? Like, just, they're so cute and cuddly. Like, what would make you, it, but it's spiders are the same way. Like, we're so large, like, we can just step on them, but why do they scare us so bad? What, what are you afraid of? You can, uh, leave us your comments there. I'm a chicken by nature, by the way. I'm a scaredy cat of things. So, you know, I'm with you on a lot of that stuff. All right, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's on tap next. Privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. 
Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CLEAN to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word CLEAN to 323232 to get started today. That's CLEAN to 323232. I'm attorney John Rapp. At Hinkle Law Firm, we defend white-collar investigations. With a former Kansas assistant attorney general and years of experience defending clients, we stand ready and willing to help you. If you have been contacted by law enforcement, please call me at 316-267-2000. McCurdy Real Estate and Auction is proud to present our November 2nd multi-property live stream auction event with online-only bidding. The auction features 36 properties and will take place on mccurdy.com at 5:30. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.